Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kids Matter Podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kidman, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, here's your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, friends, welcome to the Kids Matter Podcast, episode number 57. Ryan Frank joined by my good friend, Corey Jones. How's it going, Corey? Uh, it's been a long week, but today is going a lot better. How about with you, well, Ryan? I'm glad you're having a good day. I'm glad you're having a good day. Yep. Um, Corey, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I sold my, for the first time ever, I bought a truck like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know if I'd keep it or not. Long story short, sold the truck last week. So I'm shopping for a car. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about cars these days, which makes me think, what is your dream car, Corey? If I told you, now this has nothing to do with kid men. So this is strictly like random banter, but let's just, just tickle me for two minutes. If so, I said, Corey, I'll write the check. You go buy whatever car you want. What would you buy? Well, that changes my answer. If you're writing the check. Yeah, I'm writing a check. I would probably go with a Tesla. Uh, and it really wouldn't even matter to me which one, as long as it had the autopilot kind of, feature built in, which you have to pay yes. extra for, by the way. It's like eight grand. Really? Yeah. But um, I've driven one, like uh, family friends have them and uh, they've asked and I said, heck yeah, I'm going to drive that. That's fun. And it's like a roller coaster uh, in the just acceleration and it's fun. So that would be top of my list. Now, Ryan, I got another one. Um, yeah. Yeah. But what is it? It's on the polar opposite side of things. I like the idea of a Geo Metro. It's like a $400 oh, car, but I, I like the about idea the of it metros. like almost a disposable car so that if something happens, I don't have to worry about fixing it. <laughs> the Geo Metro. Yep. Man, they haven't made those things forever. I know, but they're cute little cars. All right. What about you, Ryan? Okay. If it was me. I want some, sometimes, this is a bucket list thing. I want an old Volkswagen micro bus. You know what those are? Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law has one. What? Will she yeah. sell, will she sell it to me? I'll is it good looking? Yeah. It's a, uh, even has like the pop-up for the camper side of things. Get out. Yeah. It's oh, nice. those are so cool. So yeah, I've, and I would probably take any, but like the early sixties, I mean, they were just such good looking micro buses. And they've got soft top ones, like the, I don't know, 23 window ones. So I don't know why I want one of those. Sometime I want to get one of those. Probably will never happen. Maybe in heaven. But um, yeah, that's something like, by the way, back to the Tesla, Corey. Did you feel those G-forces everybody talks about? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy G-forces. how fast it goes. Like, just, yeah. it's fun. All right, so today, what's talking in I Love Kidman, there was a post by Sam Sprout that uh, talked about the show Cuties on Netflix. Yeah. And this was a post, like I even asked Ryan, are we okay with talking about this one? Because I didn't want to create too much controversy or whatever. Um, But it's something that I think we need to be aware of, especially as people that work with kids. And so I did a little bit of research um, and I'll, I'll read the description of the show from IMBD. It says that Amy, an 11-year-old girl, joins a group of dancers named Cuties at school and rapidly grows aware of her, her bird, oh, that's a word, bird <laughs> femininity. 
um, which is upsetting her mother and her values in the process. Now there's, you could do some research on this and see what all is involved in this. Um, It's super hyper-sexualizing of young kids. But the reason that I wanted to talk about this post is because I was made aware of the issue um, through this post in I Love Kidman. I had no idea that this was a thing. And yeah. it's, it's something that like, it's, it's sickening for obvious reasons and everything. But mm-hmm. as a kid's pastor, I'm not always up on the news. I'm not always up on what's going on out there. And I love that I Love Kidman is a place where we can discuss things uh, civilly and that we can uh, know what's going on. Because I'd hate to be preaching a message and talk about hanging out and watching Netflix and not knowing that this is a trigger for some people. That they can completely miss the point of my sermon because I'm I'm just ignorant to it. Yeah. So I read through all the comments. I loved how people talked about praying for those involved, the kids that are involved. Um, I loved Mm -hmm. um, the heart behind it and that you can actually do something about the injustice um, and not just cancel Netflix, but somebody talked about the American Family Association going on and signing a petition to have it canceled. And so I wanted to bring it to our attention. um, But before we move on from it, I also wanted to challenge us to remember to pray for people, to remember that God's gift of grace is free for all. It costs him everything, but it's for us. We were once spiritually lost. Um, I heard it described like this. It's a great visual that we're, we're not floating alone in a vast ocean where God comes and rescues us, but that we're dead at the bottom of the ocean. God pulls us out and gives us life. We earned, we got that grace, but not by anything that we did to earn it. Um, and so it's a grace offered to everybody, even people that make bad shows. Yeah, I think that's a great perspective, Corey. And this is definitely, you're right, a hot topic. It's something that, well, I've not watched this. I've read enough about it to know that, um, you know, it really is sickening. And But, hey, let's pray that God uses this um, for his glory and for um, the furtherance of his kingdom. But, and Corey, yes, great great perspective reminder that not only is I Love Kidman a great place to go get encouragement and ideas, but it's a great place to stay connected and relevant, not only in what's going on in the world of children's ministry, but in our society and culture. Hey, over at kidsmatter.com, it's a pretty big week, Corey. It's big bonus week. Big bonus week? What's that mean? Big bonus week. I'm just kidding. Uh, I got so a bunch of emails, but you go on and explain it anyway. I know you. I know you know what it means. So uh, three times a year we do this, where it's big bonus week. It's the week that you really want to join Kids Matter Pro. So when you join Kids Matter Pro, you always get free downloads every month and a free uh, magazine subscription to Kids Matter Magazine, and we do monthly coaching calls. But during big bonus week, we throw on the bonuses. So we are creating a really soft that says kids pastors can do virtually anything there's a there's a laptop with a bible going out um you get like over 200 dollars in free bonuses a bonus coaching call and it's all just 20 bucks a month so go to kidsmatter.com uh this ends this week this is the time that it makes the most sense to sign up for kids matter pro get all the information about big bonus week over at kidsmatter.com Corey, I'd love to hear from you before we move to the next segment. What are a couple of your favorite downloads right now 
at kidsmatter.com. Well, I saw a new one with a, a, the pig and the pig chooses an animal or a thing to eat. Yes. I, um, I thought that, that was a clever game. Who knew how picky pigs were? Um, it's something that could entertain kids, especially in that pre-service time. I know I mentioned that pre-service time, but for real, that's a good chunk of time trying to fill each week. And so having these resources is huge to uh, be able to fill that time with something beneficial and helpful. Yeah. Second one that I'd go with is the not so spooky night at home. This is an at home kit for families. It's an alternative because we know like doing what we've always done on Halloween might not be possible in the place where your town is. And so this is an alternative. It's something that families can do. It, it's to help them create and assemble and distribute just everything that you need for the families of your church at home. And it's cheap. So you can get that resource at kidsmatter.com. That's with a Z, Ryan. It is. In case I... I've only said that about 22 times. So I appreciate you throwing it in there, Corey. Kids Matter with a Z. Today's sponsor, I get to talk about, thanks Ryan, um, it is the Orange Kids Ministry Exchange. This is a two-day virtual roundtable with experts and thought leaders like you. Orange is bringing in counselors, researchers, pastors, teachers, and experts just thought leaders so that we can discover the practical information that you need to help bring hope to your community. It's going to be October 20th and 21st. And then actually the next two days after that is a youth ministry exchange. So maybe your next gen team can jump on this together. And um, it's, it's going to be helpful. It's going to be helpful to understand the future because it's so unpredictable, but together we can work towards figuring it out. So you can jump on the uh, Orange, Think Orange website, or I know Ryan, you sent out an email about it. So search for Kids Matter in your uh, email and click for more information, join in, and maybe I'll see you online. Today, Ryan is going to be sharing about powerful presentations. So whether you are going to be presenting something to your pastor or to your board or to a classroom, he's going to share 10 points. He's going to have to run through them. Good luck, Ryan. 10 points to help us to create powerful presentations. So let's lean in. Let's take some notes. Ryan, turning it over to you. Now, Corey, how do you expect me to do this in like the eight or 10 minutes that you put on the schedule here? Quick. <laughs> Quick. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm going to help all of you out. Um, I'm going to share with you 10 tips to keep your audience engaged and to keep them from dozing off. Whether it's your pastor when you're pitching an idea or the elders or a Sunday school class or the youth group or the entire congregation. All right. Did you know, Corey, that according to statistics, only 4% of the population is comfortable getting up in front of an audience. Four people so out of 10. 100 people, only four are comfortable. Would say, oh, I love getting in front of people and talking. Now, I don't know if that statistic is true or not, but I would say there's a good number of us that whether you are a church staffer or whatever, there are times where you do get uncomfortable in front of people. And here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you 10 tips to help you make the most of your next presentation. Number one, remember preparation is everything. Preparation is everything. Very few people are natural presenters. And here's what I found. 
that the more prepared I am, the more confident that I feel. So I literally, Corey, last Sunday, I, this past Sunday, preached in big church, okay? So I'm telling you what, preparation is huge for me. I got, I set my alarm for 5.30 in the morning. Corey, I woke up and I walked my country road a mile down, a mile back, and I preached that sermon to myself twice on that walk. And then I got in the shower and I rehearsed it in my head in the shower. And that's after rehearsing it several times on Saturday. My point being, I found that if I fail to prepare, I'm setting myself up to fail. I prepare to fail. So this is a mistake that I see a lot of people use do as they don't prepare enough. Remember, preparation is everything. Over-prepare, over-prepare. Number two, you have to connect with the audience. Again, whether it's two people, 22 people, or 222 people, because where there is no connection, there can be no contribution. You've got to connect with your audience. And if you read John Maxwell, he says you've got 30 seconds to connect with them. Now, one of the best ways to connect with your audience, ask a question, tell a story, present some interesting facts. Did you notice I started this presentation with a statistic that only 4% of people are comfortable? And I hope that in sharing that statistic with you, it would intrigue you and it would get you connected to what I'm about to say. So you've got to connect with the audience. Number three, if you use slides, keep them simple. Keep them simple. If you're in a large group and you want to use PowerPoint or you want to use Keynote or whatever you use to make your slides, remember those people aren't there to read your slides. They're there to listen to you. So just use a few slides, keep them simple, keep them from being too wordy, and you'll be effective. How am I doing on time, Corey? You are doing fabulous. Okay, I see you watching your, keeping your eye on the stopwatch on your phone. All right, number four, try not to use notes unless you have frozen. Try not to use notes unless you have frozen. This goes back to number one, being prepared. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to talk from your notes but make it a conversation. So if you wanna to try to memorize your notes, that's great. I tried to do that when I preach. I tried to memorize my sermon on Sunday. Now I still took notes up there with me and I still refer to my notes from time to time. But I tried to really master that material where I've got my, that sermon as memorized as I can. Flip side of the coin, if you come across too robotic and it looks like it's been memorized, it's difficult to bring out that passion and that energy and that excitement that you need. So try not to use notes, but you do want to, um, you do want it to feel conversational. Number five, create conversations, create conversations. Um, you want to interact with your audience. Again, whether it's a few people or whether it's a large group, whether it's kids, whether it's adults, interact and create as many conversations as you can. An easy way to do this is to ask questions, okay? Ask people, what do they think about this? And, and, and wait for them to answer and get some conversations rolling. Number six, ask good questions. How did Jesus teach? When you study the teaching ministry of Jesus, he often taught with questions. And here's the thing, questions are really a subtle tool of persuasion. Sometimes by simply asking a question, you can make your point a lot more powerfully than by hammering home assertion after assertion. 
You can also find out if your audience is getting it before it's too late by asking good questions. Number seven, use props. Use props. Think about all the objects that God used in the Bible. Uh, he used a rainbow to teach. He used an ark to teach. He used a big fish that swallowed Jonah to teach. Jesus used with all kinds of objects. He talked about a needle in a haystack. He talked about a lost coin. He talked about a lost sheep. Use props when you teach. Now, if you work with kids, which most of you listening to the podcast work with kids, you understand the importance of visual aids and props. And I'm telling you what, they are important whether you work with kids or whether you work with adults. And if you work with adults or the next time you teach adults, handouts don't count as a prop. I'm talking about really using a visual aid, whether it's a picture, an object, a video clip, slides, um, whether you give them something to take home, um, use props and it will help your message stick. Three more. Number eight, tell a story. Tell a story. If you want to keep your audience engaged and keep them from dozing off, tell a good story. Stories are powerful. Jesus taught with stories. Stories aren't just for kids. Share stories. Share stories from your own experience and your own life experiences. People will connect with stories. Number nine, remove physical barriers. Remove physical barriers. Uh, for me, maybe not for you, but this is a big one. I don't like standing behind a pulpit when I preach. I don't like standing behind a podium when I teach. I don't like having a meeting where I'm sitting on one side of the desk and someone is sitting on the other side of the desk. When you remove that pulpit, when you remove that stage, when you remove that desk, that's what I'm talking about, right? By removing physical barriers. Now, this isn't for everybody. I have heard the best communicators and they stand behind a pulpit to preach. I've been in great meetings where I'm sitting on the opposite side of the desk from someone. So this is more, perhaps more of a personal thing, but I feel like when I communicate, I want to get as up close and personal and I want to try to move as many physical barriers as I can. Last one, number 10, wrap up with good review. The next time you teach that Sunday school lesson, you preach to the kids, you make that presentation to the elders or to the board, review what you just talked about. Um, even if you go through your entire presentation or your entire message without a flaw and you cover everything you wanted to cover, you're leaving a lot of wow on the table if you neglect a quick review of what you've covered. Remember, review is one of the most effective ways that we teach and it's one of the most effective ways of learning. Corey, one more thing before I turn it back to you. Never stop learning. Never stop learning. Find great teachers. Find great communicators and learn from them. You know what? You can even find people that are lousy communicators and you can learn from them not what to do or what you don't want to do. But you can learn from everyone. Never stop learning. I love listening to pastors and good communicators, not only because of what they have to say, but how they say it. And I want to learn from them how I can be a better communicator. So let me practice what I preach and let me review these 10 points. And then it's going back to you, Corey. 
Remember, preparation is everything. Number two, connect with your audience. Number three, keep your slides simple. Number four, try not to use notes unless you have frozen. Number five, create conversations. Number six, ask good questions. Number seven, use props. Number eight, tell a story. Nine, remove physical barriers. And 10, wrap up with good review. And bonus, 11, never stop learning. That's right, and bonus. Never Ryan, stop you learning. were worried about getting 10 in, and you got a bonus one in. I got a bonus one in, boom. Yeah. Good job. Now, kids, ministry friends, um, I want to challenge you with this tell a story point. Um, Ryan said, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so I think this is something that we can easily work on for the next time we're giving a presentation. And at the beginning, Ryan said, preparation is everything. If you think back to this talk that he gave just moments ago, um, Ryan was talking about uh, preparing to preach. And I imagine if you're like me, you can visualize him walking on this dirt road early in the morning, preaching to himself. This is a, oh, a visual. A it, it helps you remember the presentation. It helps you remember the point of it all. And so tell a story. The next time you're going to preach, the next time you're in front of kids, tell a story. And Corey, one more thing on that. You know, one way I, I, I heard Ed Young Jr., the pastor at fellowship church down in is it houston or dallas i get it confused but texas um somewhere in texas ed young jr one time this is probably 10 years ago teach on how he memorizes his sermons using mind maps hmm. and i do the same thing if i'm going to give a keynote speech somewhere or i'm going to preach at church i don't really do it when i'm teaching kids church or my sunday school class or whatever but if i'm going to preach a sermon or do a really serious presentation it's a process, but it helps me memorize. I, here's my process, Corey, and I got it from Ed Young Jr. I almost literally script out my sermon, and then I take it from there, and I, um, I get rid of about half the copy. So then I kind of outline it. And then I take that outline, and I literally have created this template in Microsoft Word where I, you mind map, which is another intriguing conversation we could have mind mapping, you probably remember hearing about mind mapping in high school or college, where it's a systematic way of memorizing things. And when you mind map, your, your brain literally memorizes things, they say in a clockwise fashion. So I take that abbreviated outline and I put it onto two pages in Microsoft Word, this template with these boxes where it, um, I should figure out a way to share it with everybody. But, but you literally put the content on in a clockwise, like in these different boxes on two pages in Word. And then I put little icons beside it. And as I go through this process and my brain gets used to seeing the sermon on two sheets written in clockwise fashion with icons, um, it gets where I can memorize this 40-minute sermon really without taking a look at my notes. It takes some work. I got that idea from Ed Young Jr., you may not get to the point where you totally memorize your speech or your notes, but I promise you um, it could help you get a good handle on your content at a minimum. I'm sure if you Google Ed Young Jr. mind mapping, that's probably a decade ago that I, that I listened to him teach on this, but it helped me. Before we go, Kidman Nation Megacon, I, I hate it that we're not able to gather in person in Nashville, um, but we are gathering online 
and it's happening pretty soon. It's as we record this, it's in 18 days. I think it'll be 17 days when this podcast releases. Go to kidmennation.com. No Z in there, Corey. Kidmennation.com. And you there's a free version. So there is no excuse why anybody should not participate. This is five days of content each afternoon. Uh, and you can sign up for the online basic registration, complimentary, totally free. Again, this is five days of great training, over 200 different sessions. Corey, I know you're doing a session. I think about everybody in Kidman's doing a session. There are a lot of people doing sessions. Go to KidmanNation.com. We'd love to have you there for Kidman Nation Megacon. Corey, it's been a great episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If you have not rated and reviewed the podcast in the Apple Podcast app, we would sure love it and appreciate it if you would do that. Till next time, be blessed. Keep up the great work.